My devotion is called uh, entitled Partial Sight. And the scripture reading is found in Mark chapter 8, verses 22 through 26. Mark chapter 8, verses 22 through 26. Uh, let's begin with a word of prayer. Lord God, our almighty and wonderful Father, we pray this morning that you would open to us your precious and your marvelous and your wonderful word, uh, story from your son, Jesus Christ, and his miracles that he performed upon this earth. Lord, we know that everything that he said and did is not recorded in your word, but it what is recorded in your word is just what we need. And we thank you for that. And we praise you for that. And we give you all the glory. And we pray now that your Holy Spirit would come and empower the, the devotion, empower this prayer time. We pray, Lord, that he would be with us, that he would empower us. In the name of Jesus, amen. This takes place outside of a city in the Bible called Bethsaida. Bethsaida was the home of Peter, Andrew, and Philip. However, Bethsaida was one of those places in the Bible that the Lord Jesus Christ uh, condemned. He says in Matthew eleven twenty one, 21, Woe unto thee, Chorazan, woe unto thee, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. And the same is repeated again in Luke chapter 10, verse 13. Um, it's a story of a man who was blind who received his sight. And we're going to, uh, before when I, when I worked in uh, computers and uh, I worked at a local burglar alarm company. The word that kept going around, the buzzword of the day was robust. Everything was robust. There was, there was robust operating systems, robust servers, uh, everything that had to do with uh, computers and computing equipment was called robust. Well, today, uh, the word is unpacked. And you probably know that from listening to sermons or hearing preachers or or any anybody that's that's giving a talk they'll say well we're going to unpack this here and uh, that's what we're going to do here but i i found something that was kind of interesting blindness common in the east blindness was and is more common in egypt and syria than in any other part of the world the glare of light the dust which is produced by a dry season extending from May to November, in which rain rarely falls, and the fruit of the newly ripe fig all tend to produce inflammation of the eyes. And this, when severe or repeated, produces blindness. One-tenth of the population of Joppa today are blind. In a neighboring town, Lydda, L-Y-D-D-A, a traveler, probably exaggerating, said every other person was blind of one or both eyes. In Cairo, a city of 250,000 inhabitants, there are 4,000 blind. Accordingly, this was one of the commonest ills which the Savior had to treat. 
The incident, which is recorded only in Mark, takes place at Bethsaida, which is House of the Fish. House of the Fish, located on the east bank of the Jordan River, where it flows into the Sea of Galilee. At this place, some people, Mark does not identify them, brought a blind man to Jesus for healing. The fact that the initiative seems to have come more from the people who brought him than from the man himself may account for the way that Jesus dealt with him. And uh, I'm going to read the scriptures right now. Mark chapter 8, verses 22 through 26. And he cometh to Bethsaida, and they bring him, they bring a blind man unto him, and besought him to touch him. They wanted Jesus to touch the blind man. And uh, this morning, as I was meditating uh, about this devotion, uh, it occurred to me that the Lord wants to touch us. Uh, in revival, it's the hand of God sent by his Holy Spirit to touch us. When Jesus came to the earth, he came to the earth. He is the creator of us, but he wanted to touch us. And uh, these men brought this man, this blind man to Jesus because they wanted Jesus to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and let him out of the town. It was, Bethsaida was a town like Jesus' hometown when he stood up in the synagogue in his hometown and he read the book of Isaiah, they all looked at one another and they said, what, what, what is this? Who is this? We know him. We know him. We know his dad. We know his mom. We know his brothers. We know his sisters. What is this man saying that he is, he has come to preach the gospel to the poor and to release the captives and to make them free? Where is he getting this from? And and they were they were offended because of him, because he had grown up in that town, and the same was true of Bethsaida. In Bethsaida, he couldn't do any mighty works either, and so he led them out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and he put his hands upon them, he asked them if he saw aught. Jesus used spit in chapter 7 to open, loosen the tongue and open the ears of a dumb, uh, a deaf and dumb man just before this, the miracle that preceded this one. And after he put his hands again upon, okay, he asked him if he saw aught and he looked up in verse 24 and said, I see men as trees walking. You know? I think that's wrong with 90% of us as Christians today. We see people not as souls for whom the Lord Jesus Christ died. We see souls not as precious and wonderful and made in the image and likeness of God. We see people all the time, everywhere we go, we see people and we ignore them. We see them as a part of the natural environment. We see men as trees walking. Yes, we have been touched once by the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, we have been saved. Yes, we are going to heaven. 
Yes, we are citizens of heaven. Yes, we are ambassadors for Christ. Yes, we are the sheep of his pasture. But how about our relationship with our fellow men, uh, the women and the children around us? Uh, one of the facts is the faith of the people who brought the blind man to Jesus. They had faith that Jesus would heal them. The, the blind man himself may not have had that kind of a faith. And that reminded me that when we are praying for our husbands, our wives, our children, our relatives, our friends, when we're praying for them, we're bringing them to the throne of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're bringing them to the throne of God. We're interceding for them. And we are like these individuals that brought this blind man out of the town of Bethsaida. We took him and he led him out of the town and he, and he asked him if he saw anything, if he saw aught. And he looked up and he said, I see men as trees walking. This is amazing. This is the only time I found in, in, in scripture in the Bible where the healing wasn't complete. It was partial. He received partial sight. So he saw people. He saw men just like a part of the natural environment. He saw men as trees. After that, he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up. And that is the key, I think. He made him look up. You know, we can look at the news. We can look around us. We can talk to those around us. And we can get lost in this world. And we can get lost in the troubles of this world. But as it was brought out in one of the previous devotions, he made him look up. And looking up and looking at Jesus is what we need to be doing all the time. Not looking at this world, not looking at the troubles of this world, or even the the vanities of this world, we need to be looking at Jesus. We need to be looking up to God. Uh, Peter, when he was on, when he stepped out of the boat and he was he was there walking on the water and coming to Jesus, he, he took his eyes off of Jesus and he looked around and the waves and the wind, and all of a sudden he remembered what he was, where he was, what he was doing. He took his eyes off of Jesus. He saw the trouble around him and he, and he sunk like a rock. And he said, Lord, help me. I drown. Save me. And uh, Jesus pulled him up and said, oh, ye of little faith. And that's what we need to do. We need to look up and see, keep our eyes upon our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he was restored and saw every man clearly. I love this passage of scripture. He saw every man clearly. And if you don't see the people around you clearly as souls for whom the Lord Jesus Christ died. Just, just ask the Lord to, to open your eyes like uh, that young man asked Elisha to open his eyes and to see the, the hills and the valley all full of the army of God, the flaming horses, the angels, uh, the chariots. Uh, just Ask the Lord to open our eyes to those around us.
And so we won't have partial sight, but we'll have the sight to see every man clearly. And he sent him away to his house saying, neither go into the town nor tell it to any in the town. Jesus had already written off Bethsaida. And after this miracle, he told him to go into a different town and not to tell anyone in the town what had happened to him. And uh, so the, the point of this devotion and the point of this lesson is the Lord wants us to see all men clearly. He wants us to see everyone clearly, not the external uh, sight that we have, but the internal. He wants us to look and see people as souls for whom the Lord Jesus Christ died. Souls that are blinded, as this man was blind. Souls that are heading for an eternal hell in the lake of fire. And we need to be praying. We need to be crying. We need to be interceding to the Lord for those who are lost around us. Uh, we receive the, the joy of, of the Lord, we receive the salvation from God through his son, Jesus Christ. And uh, one of the songs of the Jesus movement is, I want to pass it on. And uh, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be passing it on. We're supposed to be keeping on and praying and working for the Lord night and day.